Amen. With that on our lips, let's turn, please, to St. John chapter 14. St. John chapter 14. We'll be reading at verse 1. I enjoyed Sunday school this morning. For those that were here early, I had the pleasure of going to Sunday school. I haven't been to Sunday school for a long time. It's very nice. But you know what they were singing? My favorite song. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. So I had to step into Sunday school. It was my favorite, favorite song. And God bless the Sunday school teachers. Well, this week we have much to be praying for. Brother Tim will be going to Angola, Africa this week. Brother Ernie Villanueva will be speaking this evening, but he will be on his way also to Cambodia, which will be a a great time, I'm sure, for Brother Ernie. And we need to pray again for one another, of course, for the Ofer family and the Keene family, and pray for the family of God. For that's, that's what our desire is, so that the Holy Spirit could minister to our lives. Amen. Next week, they said there was one service. It's um, Memorial Day for Canada, Veterans Day, I believe, for the States. So um, I'm sure that whoever will be speaking will be a great, it'll be a great service. I won't be here. I'll be in Dallas speaking in Brother McGeary for their special weekend of services. So without any further delay, chapter 14, John chapter 14, uh, verse 1, John chapter 14, verse 1, we spoke last week on come, and now I'd like you to come to a place where he's prepared for us, come, come to this place, let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I'd like you to read um, verse 2 together with me, and then we'll go on to verse 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, now this is the bridegroom talking to his bride, where I am, there you may be also. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory. It is an old, old story that never is tiring for me. Never is tiring for me. It's a big story. It's a big story. Redemption is a a marvelous, marvelous word, but that's a big word. When God in his great mind, now think about it, and of course this always is mind-boggling. Before there was an atom, a molecule, a neutron, a quasar, whatever you want to call it, 
before that was and way before then and gazillion years before all those things, there was God. <laughs> it's amazing to me. There was God. In the beginning was the Word and there was God. It's amazing thought that before anything ever existed, God existed. And how long that was, I don't know. I do not know. And, I, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I can stand here qualified to say that I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing compared to that kind of knowledge. I think if everybody really came to that place in life and make life a little bit easier for yourself. Start to realize that we do need to lean on this great God of glory. And without Him, I can do nothing. Without Him, as the songwriter says, I would surely fail. So then as I, I, I started to dwell and think upon, upon this thought, I thought, how on earth am I going to preach uh, one service? So this is a second or third or fourth, as Brother Tim says. who have got lim- statues of limitations and everything like that. I always marvel where these brothers have 289 services, you know, and part 5,459. Well, actually, I do. I understand that totally, completely. Because every service blends into another service. And it's the Roman candle going off with the Roman candle going off with the Roman candle. And so then I thought, well, I'm going to let you know I'm going to preach 5,000 services on this subject. Does that scare anybody? (laughs) Because there's no way... That we can take a look of what we want to talk about this morning and, and capsulize it and make it a message. And and I, I, the words opened up in such a degree, it's hard to imagine that we sit here for an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, and then maybe sometimes draw you out to an hour and a half, and sometimes that's too long. So what we'll try and do this morning, I know we've had a, a very taxing, long, very long week. And, and um, we have a baptismal after this service. Brother Mike Hofer's brother is going to be baptized. I think that's a wonderful thing. And if I, and if I do forget, you pull my coat, okay? You can pull my coat. Um, so I'd like to take a look at this subject, and I'd like to take it um, uh, in, in such a view, it's a big story. If you say, well, it's a bigger, there's a bigger picture here. And I thought, well, maybe I'd like to entitle it The Bigger Picture, because once you take a look at the picture, there's pictures within the pictures within the pictures. And so then if we look at how that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, if we just tell that story, or we we tell that happening, we could be here for a very long time. And that's why we even hear Brother Bram say in one place that he had Job on the ash heap for over a month. Am I laying it down pretty good for you that this could go on for a long time? <laughs> but if we, if we take a look at any one thing, can can I take a look at one scripture this morning? Let's take a look at one scripture. If we took a look at Genesis and and and, and we saw in Genesis where the Bible says here that that God had promised the seed of a woman. And that was a prophecy to be fulfilled, the seed of a woman. And that seed, and even though that prophecy now was to come forth, and it's going to bruise that serpent's head, how many years ago was that? 
How many years ago was that just that one beautiful scripture laying there? And through then thousands of years, that prophecy was laying there. Thousands of years. But inside that prophecy were prophecies. Right? Inside that one prophecy, God was going to unfold many, many, many thoughts and many, many prophecies and many scriptures. But it started when man fell and, and God wasn't going to allow fallen man and Satan to have his, his wicked hands on that. He was going to restore fallen man. So in that restoration was a scripture and that scripture said that the seed of a woman is going to bruise that serpent's head and that was laying there. And for thousands of years that one scripture was there. But that's just a little part of the story. Because then we find out that God in his greatness before man fell, he provided a place for Adam and Eve. So it's, it's not unnatural that we would find that God always has prepared a place for his children. There's always a place where the children can run into and are safe. You can't run to Bible Way and Bible Way help you. You can't run to Brother Tom Ray, he'll fail you. But you can run to him and he'll never fail you. There's always a place you can run into and that is himself, the word of God. I just wanted to lay those thoughts because I'm just trying to try and build on it. Because if we start to find out what God is. And I'm gonna, I'm really gonna lay it really down to you because we've gone through some horrific situations. And I don't wanna be the bearer of, of sad news, but we will go through more. But we are more prepared now than we've ever been in our whole entire lives. And what has prepared us has been thus saith the Lord. We can truly read the scriptures where it says that others, they do grieve. But we do not as others, for we have a hope. So I want you to start, as we start pondering these thoughts, and we'll start elaborating as time goes on. But Jesus starts this, let not your heart be troubled. That alone we could be here for a very, very long time. If I looked at the balcony tonight, today, and, and, and just looked at this portion right here. I don't know what trials and tribulations. I don't know what hurts and pains you're going to face today, if not tomorrow. I don't know what that will be. But I know scripture. And that's my Bible. And that's my Jesus. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. Will we have troubled times? Absolutely. But every time you take a look at trouble throughout the scriptures, you'll find God always comes at those times. Can I hear an amen? God always comes at the time of trouble. Then Brother Bram talks about those that were on the sea and there they were being tossed about like a cork on a, on a, in a storm. But did Jesus walk on water? Did Jesus come? Let not your heart be troubled. Here we have a colored woman. She has a, a son that's dying by syphilis. God causes a storm to come. And there was a storm that brought a prophet down. That storm wasn't bad. 
The storm wasn't bad. It was the storm was the answer to this widow's problem. So I don't care what we go through. You go back to scripture. You take the Bible. Mothers, fathers, young people, I don't care who you are. We will go through troubled times as our dear brother Carol did not too many months ago. And my heart was very touched and moved over the loss of his father. We will have these times. But we know in whom we have believed. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God? Do you believe in the God of creation? Do you believe the God that rolled off the stardust, placed them into the heavens? Say, you be there, and you be there, and you be there, and you be there. That God that rolled the universe. Brother Bram said when he stopped that star, he said, stop it right there. He was writing the Bible right there. And his word never fails. Have you believed in God? Is that unanimous? Have we believed in a mighty God? Then he says, believe also in me. Because that God was living in him. And if that God is living in him, I want to ask you a question. You that are mature in the word of God, where is the word today? Where is the word in the balcony? You cannot go by your feelings. You go by faith. Faith says God's in me. Do I hear amen over here? Do I hear an amen over here? I'm going for, I'm not going for the nods. I'm going for the amens this morning. So let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God? Believe also in me. My God that I believe in can provide anything. Do anything. Meet anything. Hallelujah. Been prophesied a time of trouble. Daniel prophesied a time of trouble. Daniel prophesied a time of trouble. Like never will be on the face of the earth. Hello, we have arrived. We have arrived. It's a time of trouble like never before. But we've got the answer to the devil's question. We've got the devil's answer, saints of God. Christ the mystery God revealed. He's trembling this morning, knowing that if you get this, he is defeated. Amen. We've lived for this hour. If Esther could come to the kingdom and say, I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this, there has to be an object that the light struck to make the shadow. I want to say I'm looking at the object this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows that you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this, in such a wonderful time, a troubled time. Trouble. Troubled times. If you don't believe me, would you believe Daniel? Would you believe Daniel's prophecy? At that time, Michael shall stand up, a great prince, which standeth for the children of the people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. So if there is that part of trouble, then let's take the other part. We will be delivered. Hallelujah. What I'm worried about are the people that don't know this God. 
They won't do great exploits. I'm sorry, friends. You must have a born-again relationship with this Jesus that we preach about. Amen. So he said, now at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Every one whose names are found in the book. Since I saw my name in the book of redemption. I know you don't want me to sing. But have you seen your own name in the book of redemption? Then why should you let your heart be troubled? If you believed in God, believe in me. Amen. For I provided a place for you. A place where you can have peace. A place where you can know the troubled storms are quieted down. Where are you going to find that? In Jesus Christ, the living word. Can I say another? Can I move another step over? This message is that word. Amen. God has provided you a place called this message. You say, oh, I just listened to the odd tape now. Saints, we're so far past that. You live in those tapes. You live in the message. I want to hear an amen across the whole building. Because I don't want this to leave you when you go out those doors. I don't want this to leave you. You live in this message. You listen to this message. You eat this message. You consume this message. Why? He's provided you a place. What a message we believe. What a message. So David and the prophet uses this in the rapture message. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not. Oh, that's good. People know their Bible. Though, he says here, an host should encamp against me. Tom, heart will not fear. Hallelujah. The war shall rise against Tom. In this will I be confident. My confidence is in the place God has provided. Why do you think Satan fights so much against this message? He wants to shake your confidence. But you tell him, I've been built on this rock. On this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against me. Though sickness come, I rebuke it. Amen. Though Satan try and get my children, rebuke it. Rebuke it openly. Amen. One thing I have desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I might dwell... I might dwell in the house of the Lord. A place where God has provided. That I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. To inquire to His temple. For in a time of trouble, He shall hide me. Put up your hand. In a time of trouble, 
He will hide you. Glory. I don't care what the devil can dish at you. God has made a place for me. Hallelujah. I don't want your emotion. I want the word. 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 Though God slay me. What does Job say? Though God slay me. Though God slay me. Though God slay me, I'll trust him. Though God slay me, I will trust him. Amen. If the word is not your confidence, what is going to be your confidence? Medicine? At best is a failure. It does its best. But it'll, it, it, remember, it's always a good tree of good and evil. Tries the best, but kills you as he's trying to do its best. So in a time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Man's hearts will fail them for fear. Looking for those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. But all that can be shaken will be shaken. So that which cannot be shaken shall remain. Trouble literally means to shake up. That's what trouble tries to do. Shake you up. It means to shake back and forth. Huh? I'm good, I'm bad, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm good, I'm bad. Back and forth. It means to agitate. Anybody ever been in trouble before and you're agitated? Silly question. Anybody ever been troubled and stirred up? I'm just giving you the meaning. Let not your heart be stirred up. Let not your heart be agitated. Be troubled means to be deeply upset, deeply disturbed, to be perplexed or to create fear. Brother Bram makes reference to Polycarp in the Church Age book. So I looked up a quote on Polycarp. And Polycarp was promised release. He was he was caught by the Romans. And he was promised release if he would blaspheme Christ. Imagine now. Here's a saintly old brother. And they said, just blaspheme him once and you're you're free. He said, 86 years I've served Christ and he's never done me wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? This one called Jesus has never done you wrong. So then the proconsul threatened to expose him to wild beasts. You know what he replied? It is well for me to be speedily released. From this life of misery. 
Finally, the ruler threatened to burn him alive. Polycarp said, I fear not the fire that burns for a moment. You do not know that which will burn forever and ever. That man knew who he was, didn't he? You know what what they did? They let him go. They didn't want to make him a martyr. But there was a man that knew in whom he believed. He had his confidence in Jesus Christ. And nothing would cause a fear to take a hold of him. Brother Bram said in the message, Shalom. Now we see this word vindicated. We believe. So if he vindicated the word of today, what it is, what do I care about what the year brings? This is Shalom. This is now 1964. This is January 1964. He's bringing now up to the year. What do I care about next year? So it wasn't just for a moment in time. What do I care? If this word is the vindicated word, what do you care what happens to you? He says, what do I care about this year? What do I care about next year? What do I care whether I live today or die today? Every word that he's promised will be vindicated because I live. You shall live also. Why we are in Christ. See, every word that he promised will be vindicated. Everyone. If he's able to do it today after promising it 2,000 years ago. If it's a thousand or now, now this is why I wanted to get this picture here. If it's a hundred thousand years today. Jesus will return to earth in a visible body for a church, a redeemed bride, and he will take her out of here. Prophecy never fails. It doesn't matter the length of time. It does not matter whether it's today, tomorrow, a hundred thousand years. I am buried in him. Hallelujah. We are buried in him. If he's able to do it today, after he promised it 2,000 years ago, and if it's 100,000 years today, Jesus will return for a redeemed bride and take her out regardless of what comes. Fashions say, go on. People can wait out into total darkness and believe anything they want to believe. But Jesus Christ will return again. And I trust the future to him. Amen. Amen. Can we hear a hearty amen church? I trust my future to him. The one who holds my future. Then Lord God, I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know you hold tomorrow. Hallelujah. So we have the seed of the woman. And that prophecy took time. You say, well, Brother Branham's he had prophesied California. Huh. Huh. 
Oh my, 65, 64, 65, 65. Do the math. What's that to God? What's that to God? Well, Calvary's not gone as a false prophecy. They could have said that about the woman's seed. When is that going to be fulfilled? But then a prophet came on the seed in the middle of the book and said, there will be a virgin and she will conceive. Oh boy, and they got on the internet and saying that Isaiah is insane again. This has nothing to do with how people think. This is how to do how people believe. They didn't believe the prophets, and they won't believe William Branham, and they won't believe you, and they won't believe Jesus. But I do. We do, saints. Look what it's done for us. Look what this message has done for you. It's given you a sound mind, a pure heart, a people that love you. Look what it's done, Andrea. Giving you children. Look at most of us that couldn't have children. We can stand up here and rejoice because our God can do anything. Brother Hugh, cancers have been cursed in this church. Will I give up? Never. 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 My prophecy. Brother Ernie, my prophecy. You know what I'm going to take for my prophecy this morning? I know you're wondering where I'm coming from, but you just sit there and hold on. (laughs) Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, come. Come on. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. My sheep know the resurrected king. My sheep know Revelation 10.7. My sheep know Revelation 10.1. But now if anybody hear my voice, open up the door. I'll come into him and we'll sup with him and he with me to him. Come on. (laughs) To him. To him that overcometh. To him that overcometh. There's your prophecy. There's your prophecy. It's been laying in the Bible for thousands of years. But I want to say to you, this is the generation that takes the fulfillment of his word. To him, to Tom, put your name there, to whomever. To him that overcome. I'm an overcomer. I don't know about you, but I've overcome through Christ. Amen. He's the mighty victor. He's my conqueror. To him that overcome, I'll grant a place for you. Where is that place, brother Darren? I have prepared a place for you. Believed in God? Believe also in me. I prepared a place to sit with me in my throne. Ever had a seat that's uncomfortable? This won't be. (laughs) No, sir. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne 
even as I also overcame and have sat down with my father in his throne. Prophecy. They've been reading that since John wrote it. Now we're reading the same thing. Polycarp, Irenaeus, Martin, Luther, Wesley, they've all read it. Pentecost has read it. But I want you to read it another way today. He has prepared that place for me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to that place. No devil's going to stop me from going to that place. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stop the devil this morning. I'm going to take God at his word. Greater is that God that's in me as Brother Murphy's been preaching. Then you cast out that devil. Amen. You do something. You act your faith. Don't wait for the preacher. Don't get back to Catholicism. Well, they let the priest do everything. No, no, no. The preacher's trying to put it onto your case. If you say to this mountain, Amen. My word is nigh Where is it, Todd? Even in your mouth. Amen. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm going to watch some of you people that are so placid. I'm going to take you to a Mariners game. And after that, I'm going to take you to a soccer game. And I'm going to watch. If you don't have a smile on your face at those games, I'm going to say, why do you smile here and you can't at church? Why can't the priests of God rejoice in the house of God? Get over some excited over some emotional nothing. When we're trying to talk about God prepared a place for you to sit with Him. And the vehicle that's used for you to get there is this message. It's a power. You gotta water the power. How do you water it? Water it with praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will praise him. Praise the lamb for sinners slain. Still love me? Right. It's also written. These that are in the rye. Taken from the Gentiles. They are before his throne day and night. They serve him in the temple. They are a special care of the Lord. They are his bride. Hmm. Amen. That sounds like a great prepared place for me. That's a great place for me to go, Brother Frank. We're going to have a wonderful time. Can I read that again? These that are in the bride from amongst the Gentiles will be before the throne Day and night. What a place. What a place of glory. Day and night. They serve him in the temple. They are the special care of the Lord. They are the bride. Who wants to be there? (laughs) Glory to Jesus. Then if there's a deep calling to a deep, then there had to be a message to meet the deep to get you there. 
Hallelujah. Then he goes on to, bri- to say, the bride goes wherever the bridegroom is. <laughs> the bride goes wherever the bridegroom is. I wonder if the bridegroom's here. I wonder if Jesus is here. Wherever Jesus is, his bride is. Come and go with me to a place that's been prepared for you. Hallelujah. She will never leave his side. To be ever at his side. All the hosts of heaven... We'll assemble thee. <laughs> oh, we'll be a glorious sight. With the bride in spotless white. Brother Frank, this is what we've lived for. This is what we've lived for. We didn't even know we were going. We thought, like I said to Joanne, can you imagine before this message? Brother Bram said, we just thought we were floating mists. And as that floating mist would come by, we'd say, hello, Brother Neville. Huh? No. He said, I was over there. And we have a body. Sublime doesn't touch it. Amen. What a place that's prepared for us. We got a new body. We got a new home. But we have a throne. (laughs) And wherever he goes in his great universe, I'm there. (laughs) Man, what a train. I don't mean choo-choo train. What a train. This is like heaven to me. This is like heaven to me. Crossed over Jordan to Canaan's fair land. Saints, this is like heaven to me. I don't know why you come to church. See here maybe a sermon or something. But we're done with sermons. We want, we want to speak truth. We want to create an atmosphere. We want God to move on our behalf. We want the word to be exalted and magnified. The bride goes wherever the bridegroom is. She will never be left by him. She will never leave his side. My, 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 my. You tell Brother Stephen I, Bally, I got in, I got inspired, Brother Tim, when you get to see him. My, 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 my. I will never leave his side. Glory to Jesus. How is that all gonna happen? I do not know. But it's gonna be glorious. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. That's what Jesus is saying. Amen. Do you believe? I do believe. Oh, I love that. I love it. Philadelphian church age. Philadelphian church age. The bride goes wherever the bridegroom is. She will never be left by him. She will never leave his side. She will share the throne with him. She'll be crowned with his glory and his honor. That should have got you out of your seat. That should have got you unbuckling your back. That should have got your arms in the air. Glory! He is going to crown you! My devil! 
I'm going to let you know, I don't care what you do to this body, but I got another body waiting for me. And I know where I'm going. I'm going to the throne. And I know whose side I'll be side. Jesus Christ. And I'll be crowned with his honor and his glory. What a place that's been prepared for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your wife and say hallelujah. Look at your husbands and say hallelujah. And if you don't have a husband or a wife, look up and say hallelujah. (laughs) I knew I'd get you saying something. Praise the Lord. So now he says in Easter seal. He says, but if that quickening power is there, you'll recognize like that little eagle. That's his mama. That's the word. And that's thus saith the Lord. You were trapped in a chicken coop. Mm -hmm. Right, EBA? It was a stinking, smelly chicken coop. And we looked at all those chickens and we wanted to eat them. That's what was in us. But we couldn't identify with them. We couldn't identify. We had no clue. Because we were just amongst a bunch of chickens. But then when this eagle scream came. Over your little stinking barnyard. You looked up and saw a being you wanted to be like. That's what he said in Visible Union. You saw a being you wanted to be like. To be like. To be like. That's all I long to be. I saw a being I wanted to be like. Hallelujah. Listen, saints, if you don't have the victory this morning, just tell the devil, get off your case right now. Get off your case. I, I desire victory. You might as well speak it. I want victory. I want joy. I want happiness in the Holy Spirit. I don't care what your problem is. I'm going to a throne. Listen, there is no problem that should have you scowling. I'm sorry. Jesus is way bigger than that. Listen, if I said, which I don't, had an envelope in my pocket, which I wish I did, and said, hey, you know what, Ruth, this is a paid vacation. And you don't get the, you know, the ocean suite with the little hole there. I'm giving you the owner's suite. Oh yeah, Margaret goes nice. (laughs) And you're going to sail around the world at no cost. I don't think, Ruth, sorry for, I wouldn't want to embarrass you. Never. Really? (laughs) Whoopie ding. No. I think she'd be doing almost cartwheels. (laughs) And saints, this is free. Calvary's free. The blood has been shed for you and me. Hallelujah. It's free. It's free. Come. Unto me all ye that are heavy laden, I'll give you a rest. 
I'll give you the Holy Ghost. I'll give you my life. I'll give you God. Amen. I'll give you salvation. Just come. I'll redeem your soul. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. That little eagle recognized mama flying over. He said, that's the word. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. That's what God promised. That's what he's foretold. That's exactly what happened. We're beyond any shadow of a doubt. Easter seal. We're beyond any shadow of a doubt. Potentially in the resurrection right now. The saints are getting ready to be taken up in the air. Come on. That's what we're here for this morning. That's what we're preaching. To get you ready for the catching away. Hallelujah. Tell you what, that beats, that beats a better, bigger paycheck. I put a better, bigger smile on your face. Uh huh. I'm gonna be gone. Just think in the twinkling of an eye. I hope you're not here. I hope you come along with me. And I'm not a songwriter. Jesus, so full of quickening power, said, if you destroy this temple, it took 40 years to build. I'll raise it up in three days. He's talking in parables that they had no clue of. Not a clue of. He said, why? Why could Jesus say that? want to ask you. Why would Jesus say a thing like that? He knew who he was. I wish I could make that stick. He knew who he was. He knew that. Every word of God, God had wrote in there of him. He hath fulfilled it. And he knew who he was, the one that David spoke of. Do you know you're the ones the Bible speaks of? Do you know you're the ones the Bible speaks of? You might as well say amen. Do you know your position is in Christ? Do you know your position is in Christ? Amen. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Do you know this word is just like everyday living? My. Think about it now. Because that's what I wanted to get you to. You know this word is just like everyday living. It's automatic. This is not a standard shift believing. I get up in the morning. Mm. You know, start to get to work. Mm. What happens if your clutch goes? What happens? You're going nowhere. But this is an automatic. This is automatic faith. He says this is automatic. This word is like everyday living to you. Why, sure, you're the eagle. Amen. David said, I won't leave his soul in hell. I will not suffer my holy one to see the corruption. I know that not one cell of his body will corrupt. And it corrupts within 72 hours. He said, destroy it. I'll raise it up again in three days. Why? He was so full of the quickening power. 
That quickens every word. He looked back and seen every word that God wrote of him. And the prophet said, he will fulfill it. And now, every word that God has said, your spirit says amen to it. Now I'm getting down to you. Your spirit, not your flesh, not your feelings. Your spirit says amen to it. Amen. He said, your spirit says amen to it. And prophecy never fails. It cannot, for the word of God can't fail. It's written by the spirit. The spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in your body, it will quicken your mortal body. My God, how great you are. So then if prophecy within prophecies within prophecies. So the seed of the woman was a prophecy that took thousands of years to manifest. Then as Abraham came on the scene in Genesis 12, just a few, just a few chapter or chapters from the beginning. And God calls him, says, Abram, separate yourself. So he separates himself. He says, I'm going to make you father of nations. He's 65, impotent. Can't have children, barren wife. But he's going to be a father of nations. So is that prophecy? Now we're looking back. But let's be in Abraham's day as we, let's go on our little journey this morning. (laughs) Um, Really, Abraham? Who told you that? You're 75. What are you thinking? you, You all, you can all, you know. Oh, I know, I know all that, but let's just go back before you knew all that. And God says, I'm going to make you a father of nations. <laughs> that took faith. That took a lot of faith, Matthias. That took a lot of faith. A voice he never heard before until he said, Abram. He had to believe in that voice. And you have to believe in the same voice. And he staggered not. So Abraham gets up. And he says, now, Abraham, father of nations, please stay with me if you can. I'll try to make this short because it's going to be 5,254 sermons. So stay with me. Abraham, father of nations, look north. Look south. Well, south, north, east, west, east. All it's yours. All of it's yours. He never saw it. Isaac never saw it. Jacob never saw it. But in between prophecies are prophecies are prophecies. Come on, you stay with me. So then Abraham was given a promise of, of the land is all yours. And he was given a promise you'll be a father of nations. But inside that prophecy was there struggles? Nobody's here had an Ishmael lately. Those are struggles. At first he thought it was a blessing. And then we get Isaac. 
And Isaac's 40, he doesn't have a wife. He's got to send Eliezer out to get a wife. So then she has a child, and it's a child named Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons, and one of them is Joseph. So now we got prophecy within prophecy. But all the prophecy is leading up to the end game. Right? All the prophecies are all leading up. And so now here's Joseph. Hey, Joseph is a big part. Because he was going to help prepare the place for them to go to. And without Joseph, how would they would have sustained themselves? Come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. As I preached years and years and years ago, and you've heard me mention me in multitudes of times, the wheat that was saved was not for Egypt. God only has His elect in His mind. So that wheat, all that, all that was stored up was for Jacob and Joseph's brothers. They just got the benefit of Joseph. Same as today. Same as today. This message was for you. Not for the world, though it went around the world. This is for the elect. Period. So now here, here a part of God preparing them to get into a place that He's prepared for them. They needed Joseph. They needed all these prophecies. And prophecy after prophecy was fulfilled. And prophecy after prophecy was fulfilled. And prophecy after prophecy. Here he was. She shall bow down before you. The sun and the moon and the stars will bow down. But he goes to a pit. He gets sold to Ishmael. Ishmaelites. Joseph. What happened to the sheaves bowing? You tell me. When he was in the pit that he felt, he felt that that prophecy was going to be fulfilled? Huh? Brothers, you're selling me to Ishmaelites? Ends up in Egypt? Works for Pontifer? Gets falsely accused by his wife? Thrown into prison? Yes, I'm a believer! It doesn't matter, let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. My hand is on Joseph. Prophecies must be fulfilled. No devil, no situation, no problem, no nothing is going to stop him from coming to Pharaoh's throne. God had prepared a place for him. And if he's prepared it for Joseph, he's prepared it for you. Hallelujah. I don't care your situation. You could be in a pit right now. You could be with the Ishmaelites right now. You could be in prison right now. But you are coming to a throne. Hallelujah. I'm sure the pit wasn't a great place to be in. I'm sure prison wasn't a fine place to be in. But God is in control. Say amen. God's in control of every situation. So we sing in the good times. Praise his name. We sing in the bad times. (laughs) Do the same. 
I'm going through. Jesus, I'm going through. I'll pay the price whatever others do. I'll take the way with the Lord's despised few. I've started with Jesus and... Hallelujah. I'm going to be short this morning. Because I got 5,321 go. So if I do them short... You won't be hurt as much. But you see the big picture now. In the big picture is other pictures within the pictures, within the pictures, within the pictures. But the big picture is God's going to have a restored Eden. He had an Eden. It's going to be restored. And so within that big picture and space and span of time, there are multitudes of prophecies being fulfilled. Amen. And so then we see God bringing them out of that situation to this situation, to victory over this situation, victory over this situation. Surely he can have victory in your situation. Hmm. Why? Because in the Easter sale, I've used it before. I love the quote. Prophecy never fails. It cannot. It's the word of God for it can not fail. How about when Job said, I know my redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. That was written, Brother Bram says, even before Moses wrote the books. Way before. And so now here's Job. Here's Job. A perfect man. Really? Perfect. God called him perfect. You can't call him in unperfect. I don't care what you say. There's no perfect man. If God says you're perfect, you're perfect. You might as well get used to it. Have you considered my servant Job? He's a perfect man. So Satan went after him. He says, you can do whatever you want, but you can't take his life. Do whatever you want. You can't take his life. So Satan had Adam. We know the story. Most of us do, and I won't go into that. But when Job was sitting on his ash sheep, and he says, oh, that I could write a pen. He wanted wanted to write this down. It's written down. Don't you worry. I know my, now notice it was personal, not a redeemer. He said, I know my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. So now we're talking thousands of years again. So prophecy, we're always looking for prophecy to be fulfilled instantly. Well, we haven't been, brother Brown's gone off since 65. Well, how does that compare to Job prophecy if I know my Redeemer live? It doesn't matter time. Amen. We passed from death unto life. Will it happen? Yes, it will. When it happens, that's up to Almighty God. But now, saints of God, it's you to be Abraham that staggers not. I stagger not. And yet, you see a few empty seats. Then you start to see a few more empty seats. And then you'll see a few more empty seats. And who knows who's going to be here in 10 years? Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing. If God doesn't take me in a rapture, and I go by the way of the grave, I'll still be here if I'm alive. Amen. Nothing can shake a believer. 
Nothing. You won't find me in a liquor store after 20, 50, 30, 42 years. You won't find me in one. I got delivered from one. If that's the kind of believing you want, you go have at it. You just go have at it. But I'll take a message that will keep you climbing higher, higher, higher. I don't follow false prophets that bark like dogs, laugh like hyenas. Uh huh. And they call that a prophet? I say, you have at it. I've got one called Malachi 4. He's been vindicated by Almighty God. And that prophet came to prepare for me a place. He's a vindicated prophet. Bunch of nonsense they have out there and they call it prophecy. You know what? As a dog turns to its vomit and a hog to its wallow, that's where they go. But as far as me and my house, I'm going to serve God. Hallelujah. Job. I love this. Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And if we take a look at that word Redeemer, we understand that He's our ransomer. He's the one that will purchase us. And He will purchase me. Though these skin worms eat my flesh, yet in this body, I got a place prepared. He caught a good revelation, didn't he? Didn't he? Brother Bram said in Job's distress, everything was gone. Wife turned against him, accusing him. All his believers and friends turned against him because of their own theology. All the rest turned against him. But God said, come here, Job. I'm going to give you something, boy. I'm going to, I'm going to place within you something that all the devils of hell can't shake out. And God has no favorites. Sorry, God has no favorites. If he put that in Job, he got that in me. Hallelujah. And no devil going to shake it out of me. Amen. You got to read this personally. Personally. He said, listen, boy, I'm going to show you something that all the devils of hell can't shake out of you. If every teacher in the world might accuse you one way or the other, but I'll, it will never move. You know what he did? He just raised the curtain up a little bit. And he said, Job, look yonder, beyond that curtain of time. <laughs> he said he saw an Easter. Oh, my, my, my. He said, it'll never move. You know what he did? He raised up the curtain a little bit. He said, Job, look yonder. And what did Job see? What do you think he saw? He saw Easter. He saw Easter for the first time. (laughs) God raised the curtain up in our generation. And God has opened that curtain up so you can see an Easter. Though. God slays me, yet I'll trust him. God put something in Job. God put something in you, Sister Beth. God put something in you, Brother Cobus. You might as well say, God put something in me. The devil can never shake out. 
Why? Because he raised up that curtain and showed us an Easter. Showed Job Easter, he showed us Easter. Hallelujah. What was he showing you? A place that he has gone to prepare for you. Hallelujah. Balcony. <laughs> Never let the devil get you down up there. Because all I hear is amens from down here. I want to hear an amen from the balcony. God put something in you no devil going to shake out of you. Hallelujah. And he let Job sit there for a little bit and he raised up the curtain to see Easter. He cried out, I know my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. What a blessed place he said that's to be. What a blessed place that is. You are sitting in a blessed place. He has showed you things that are to be. Future hope. Rising of the sun. Rapture. You are sitting in a blessed place. Hallelujah. He's lifted up the curtain of time. Hallelujah, brother Roy. We're going to have a show and fit in a moment. They haven't seen us get going yet, have they, brother Roy? No, sir. Because a lot of that starchy stuff, I'll you. I, you know what? <clears throat> I did. I did bring it, but that'll be for another message. And I got it playing right here. And I want you to hear when that prophet starts to say, you're not from here, sister. You're not from here. You travel a long way. You've got a cancer on your breast. I'll tell you what, that whole place just erupted. Tell me, what did that eruption do for them? What did it do for them? I'll tell you what it did for me. I stood in my seat and I said, Lord, I don't care what bad cell would be in my body. I know the same God that spoke to that woman is the same one that's speaking to me. Hallelujah. Because he turns around and he says, it wasn't me that spoke to you, lady. That was him. Then I said, that one that spoke to me, that wasn't William Bradham. That was him. Hallelujah. He spoke from that place where we're going to. Hallelujah. Oh, what a blessed place to be. Every man that's been chosen of God. Every woman and child that comes to those spots of sacred sand. Where God lifts up the curtain. And shows. And so that you could see him. In his resurrected power. You know. You know then he lives. You know he lives. And Job cried out. I know my redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth at the last day. He shall stand on the earth. Though it's a long period of prophecy. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Because there's prophecies within prophecies within prophecies. That are being fulfilled. But it's all bringing us to the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
peace. Jesus goes on to say in John 14 and 7, Let not your heart be troubled, for I've gone to prepare a place for you. If you believe in God, believe also in me. And then he goes down in verse 7 says, Peace, I leave you. My peace I give unto you. My. Not as the world gives. Give I unto you. Let not your heart. Listen to him again. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Musicians, why don't you come? Already? Sure. Why don't you come? Like to punch it home? Punch it to your heart? We got a water baptism. Praise the Lord. Brother Mike had his family gathered. Our brother John was telling you, and John, brother John did a wonderful, wonderful, masterful job yesterday. And I'm so proud of him. And, uh, brother John said, brother Mike did something through his passing that he couldn't do while he was alive to bring his family together. God has a way of getting a hold of people's families. And God got a hold of one of brother Mike's brothers. And I say, glory to God. May the Lord Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, lift up that curtain for Him. That He sees the resurrected Jesus Christ alive within His soul. Brother John, why don't you get ready? Why don't you get ready? Amen. I'll I'll preach a little bit more. He'll take a few more minutes. Peace, peace, peace. I leave with you. Jesus saying this, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, never, neither let it be afraid. God takes care of his children. Can I say that again? God takes care of his children. Doesn't matter what hour you're living in or what prophecy has been prophesied for you. It does not matter. Doesn't matter what hour you're living in. There can be trouble on every hand. It seems like there's no place to go. Sickness is so hard against the scientific researches. Till they have no medicine that can touch the disease. And yet we're in an atomic race. And the missile race. The world's shaken. The church in its condition. That it's in. But notice. When the disciples were on their ship in the time of trouble. Who came on the scene? Jesus. That same Jesus. That walked on the scene that, or on the sea that night, walks right in and out of the Bible into the congregation. (laughs) I I better read it again because now you'll catch it. Now you'll catch it. That same Jesus that was walking on the sea, the same one, he walked right up. He said, that same Jesus that walked on the sea that night, Walks right in 
and out of the Bible into the congregation. You're going to call me a whore or a roar any time. Anyway, I feel like shouting. Yes, sir. Christ of the Bible, the God of history, is walking right into this congregation. Do you receive it? Do you believe it? Then if Jesus is here, anything is possible. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ask anything in my name, believing, and you can have what you ask. That same Jesus, if it's here, what do you have need of this morning before water baptism? Brother David needs a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you need a healing in your body. Maybe you need a salvation in your hope. Maybe you need victory in your heart. I don't care what it is. I want you to stand. If you've got something you want for God, and I'm gonna, I got, I'm gonna do this for a reason. I'm gonna do this for a reason. If you want something from God in your own heart, do you have something for God in your own heart? On the count of three, I want you to speak it out. On the count of three, I want you to speak it out. I'm going to see whether or not you really believe it. One, two, three. <laughs> Can you do it? Can I have you do it again? One, two, three. Brother Branham had them do that. Then he had them turn to the audience. And then he started to discern, sister, you've got a heart condition. God bless you. You're healed. Go on your way. You've asked for it. You received it. That same Jesus is walking in this congregation. Amen. I'm not looking to 50 years ago, saints. I'm looking to Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not by your feelings. It's by your faith. Can you believe for the impossible? Only believe. Only believe, only believe. Wonderful. God bless you, Brother David. God bless you. Well, I want to say this week, I want to thank every sister, every brother that did anything for the the Keene family and for the Hofer family. You've made me nothing but proud. You've worked hard to help intervene at such these hours of trials. Sister Sammy, the assembly loves you dearly. Sister Elaine, God bless you and loves you dearly. And your family and boys. Little Kaya, God bless her. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Let's stand. Remember one another through the week. Tonight, Brother Ernie Villanueva will be speaking at 5 o'clock. Once we sing this song, greet one another and you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Just shake one another's hands now. Bless be the time.